What's up, everyone? Welcome to church. I'm so glad to be able to share with you all on this lovely day. We are in the middle of our series called The Lord's Prayer. And uh, let us know in the comment section if you've been enjoying this series, because I have, and I believe it's going to be a blessing today as well. We're going to be talking about the, the fourth week, the fourth section of the Lord's Prayer, which is where Jesus talks about forgiveness. So today's message, today's title is A Pardoned Life. So let's jump right into it and read the scripture in Matthew 6, 9 to 13. This is the Lord's Prayer. Then, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So we got a cool little song featuring Kenny the Koala with the Lord's Prayer. So I just love for us to have a listen to this song together. Really get the words, get the lyrics into our hearts before we jump into this. Let's let's have a listen. Fantastic. Come on. Thanks, Kenny Koala. Uh, Awesome dance moves there. And uh, yeah, the Lord's Prayer. So that's what we're talking about. And today we are focusing especially on verse 12. Let me read it again. It says, And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So today, a pardoned life. That's what we're talking about. What is this pardon life? Well, we have to understand a few of these key words in the scripture to understand what a pardon life looks like. And one of those key words is the word forgiveness. So we like to talk about that in Lifehouse. We like to call that our clean heart. Now today we are talking about forgiveness, which means I know that sometimes um, people have different kind of reactions maybe, uh, depending on what you've experienced in the past. So this by no means is trying to make anyone feel bad or, or you know, have bad emotions attached to this. Really, it's the opposite. I hope that through today's message that you, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've experienced, you would be able to experience freedom and experience forgiveness in Jesus' name. And I hope and I encourage you to stick with us till the end of this message Uh, because we're going to pray and we're going to believe that people are going to be set free today. So no matter what walk of life or what you've experienced in life, I want to welcome you in into this message together. Is that okay? Fantastic. Alrighty. The first thing we need to do is we need to define the word forgive. And in the scripture here, Jesus isn't using the word forgive. He's using the word let go. So that's the first thing I want to say is that forgiveness is letting it go. We need to Let it go, let it go, 
you know, from, the, from that one show. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so we need to learn to let it go. That's what Jesus is talking about when he says forgive. In English, uh, when you use the word forgive, it kind of feels, I don't know, heavy or religious or I don't know, like whatever you want. It doesn't feel like it's an easy word. But if you, if you think about the true meaning of what this word is to let it go, it makes things much, much more simple for us. For example, here I have my trusty iPhone. And if I were to put it down, that's the same thing as what Jesus is talking about in the scripture. To let it go. It's in my hand. It's not in my hand. It was, I was holding onto it. And then I let it go. I put it down. I put it somewhere else. That's what Jesus is talking about when he says the word forgive. So if I asked you, you need to forgive this person, then you might be like, ooh, yeah. You know, in Japan, like they do this thing where they suck their teeth when there's a, ah, you know, like, I don't know about other countries, but like that's, that's kind of the feeling people get when they hear the word forgive. It's like, ah. but if you say, let it go, then it's like, okay, yeah, that feels a little bit more easy. I feel like my heart can receive that word easier than I can receive forgive. And so today I want us to get ourselves in this mindset of what forgiveness is. We're not talking about doing something religious. We're not talking about doing something, you know, super spiritual where you've got to get your hands and face and, you know, the, the candles. And like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about let it go. And in English, we also have this other saying, as I'm sure you're aware of, called forgive and forget. You know what? That sounds nice because it's got the forgive and the forget. It sounds, you know, pleasing to the ear. But this is a load of not good. <laughs> This, I don't like this phrase at all because I don't think it is an accurate depiction of what forgiveness looks like because you don't forget. If someone did something, I mean, if it was small, maybe you forget over time, but if it was big, you don't forget that. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is letting go. Forgiveness is taking the pain away from that memory. That's what forgiveness looks like. It's helping us move on with our life. It's not erasing the memory. It's not erasing the, the negative film slip in our mind. Forgiveness is saying, yes, I acknowledge that happened, but that pain, that memory no longer has an effect on my heart. That's what forgiveness is. So it's not forgive and forget. It's forgive. And even though you remember, you are not affected. <laughs> You see, it doesn't sound as good, but that's the truth of what forgiveness is. So forgive, we need to let it go. We need to remember to be forgiving one another. We need to make it part of our lifestyle. That's what we talk about clean heart here at church. And now I've been married for about a year and a half now, and I'm learning that keeping a clean heart in a marriage is great. <laughs> because you know what? You see each other every day and little things you know, can build up, right? Little things that, that really shouldn't even be an issue, right? Like Melissa will tell me, Monty, make sure you close the toilet seat. Like, okay, okay. And then I might say to Melissa, like, Melissa, make sure you, you shut the door. And then she'll be like, Monty, turn the aircon off. And I'll be like, Melissa, turn the aircon on. <laughs> and you know what, these are small things, but if we allow the small things to build up in our lives, then small things 
become big things. And instead of saying like, hey babe, can you close the door? It becomes, I told you for the hundredth time, close the door. You know what I mean? Like, it builds up to that point in your heart where it's like, ah. So, day by day, let's make sure that we build a, a habit, a lifestyle of keeping a clean heart towards others, especially those that you love the most, especially those who are closest towards you, because the truth is those people are the ones that's going to tend to be those little things that build up over time. Let's not become volcanoes and explode. Let's make sure that we keep our hearts clean. Come on. Second thing I want to mention today is the word debt. So in the scripture, Jesus said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So we need to get rid of debt right? Debt needs to be paid. The same can be said for anything financial, right? If you have a lot of debt in your life, then it's going to be hard for you to get ahead in your workplace, in your goals, in your future. If you're holding all this debt, then it's going to be hard for you to move forward. The same can be said for forgiveness and unforgiveness. If you're holding all this unforgiveness, all this debt, in your heart, then it's going to be hard for you to move forward in your life as well. And when Jesus is talking about debt in this scripture, he's talking about debt, like things that have happened and things that we think have happened, things that are real and things that are perceived. Because things are real, like stuff happens in life, right? Sometimes people hurt us, it might be accidental. And sometimes, whether we like to admit it or not, we hurt others. It's not intentional, but it does happen in life. That is, that's real. But sometimes we get a little bit too creative with our imaginations and we, we make these fantasies of how this person wronged me. Oh, this person, they didn't smile at me today. Oh, this guy, he didn't say hello to me today. They must not like me. What did I do? Oh, that, oh, they're, oh, they're bad. Oh, yeah, they must. Oh, that means they believe this. Oh, they're that kind of person, huh? All right. And we get this fantasy in our head. That's not even a reality. That person has no idea that that happened. So we need to get rid of all of our debt, the real debt, the things that actually physically happen in life and the perceived debt, the stuff that we kind of make up in our mind. We got to get rid of all of our debt. We got to get rid of debt. In other words, we could use the word a grudge to signify what this, or to take the place of the word debt. A grudge is when you hold something against someone. Something happened, ah, I hold this against them. Ah, they're bad, they're this kind of person. We gotta get rid of grudges, we gotta get rid of debt, we gotta get rid of unforgiveness. And there's a story in the Bible uh, that really illustrates this so beautifully, and I wanna read it with you guys. So some of you may know the story in the Bible where Peter comes to Jesus and he's like, Hey, Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? Like seven times, right? Like I'm so holy, like I'm so good. And Jesus is like, Peter, I tell you the truth. Whenever Jesus says, I tell you the truth, you know, he's about to lay it on thick. So Jesus is like, I tell you, <laughs> it's not seven, but seven times 70. And in my mind, I just imagine the disciples in the background like, oh, Jesus, no, he didn't, yo. Like, that's how I imagine the story. And then right after that, Jesus tells a parable to illustrate even further what forgiveness, what paying debt looks like. Now, this is quite a long piece of uh, passage. 
So I'm gonna paraphrase most of it and we're gonna read the little bit at the end. Um, but it's found in Matthew 18, verse 23 to 35. So basically what happens in this story is Jesus says, there's a story and there's a man that owes a, a massive, massive amount of debt to the king. And the king calls in the servant and asks him to pay his debt. The servant says, my Lord, I can't pay this debt. It's too much. Let's think like millions of dollars. And I know there's some smarty pants out there. It's like, oh, actually, you can pay a million dollars by investing in it. Okay, billions. Let's talk billions of dollars then, all right? A debt that we could never imagine to pay. This man owed the king that debt. The king's like, you can't pay the debt. All right, I shall therefore take all that you own, your house, your money, your cards, your possession, and even your wife and kids is all, it all belongs to me now. And the servant pleaded. He said, King, my Lord, please be patient with me and I will pay off this debt. And the king looked at the servant and took pity on him. He had mercy on the servant and said, you know what? Don't worry about the debt. I know you owe me a debt, but we're going to forget about that. That debt is gone. He ripped up the debt, I don't know, page or whatever it is. Threw it out. He says, you're free to go. You have been pardoned. And so the servant, just now pardoned, is probably like bawling, like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he goes out of the palace. And as he goes out, he sees another man that owes him a debt. And this debt is, let's say, that's like $1,000, right? So it's not that big. It's a, it's a manageable debt, a debt that can be paid off uh, in not that long a period of time. But the servant that was just forgiven, just had his debt taken away, comes up to this other guy, grabs him by the collar and says, you owe me money. You need to pay me now. And the servant, the other guy, he says, be patient with me because I can't pay it right now, but I will pay you back. You realize these are the same exact words that the servant said to the king just moments earlier. This man now says to him, but this guy, this servant, is like, no, you owe me the money and I'm going to throw you into prison until you can pay off every penny, every cent, every yen, I don't know, whatever it is. Pay it all back. And while you're in prison, you're going to be tortured until you can pay it back. Like, what? This guy is a real, real schmuck. Like, this guy is terrible. And so the king hears about what is happening. And so the king is furious. He's really mad and he said, get me that guy and bring him before me. So the servant comes back before the king and we pick up this story here in verse 22. The king then called in the man he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have also had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison, just like he sent the other guy to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. Verse 35, that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Oof, man, anyone else feeling heavy after hearing that story? I sure am. But this is, this is the reality of what, what holding debt against others looks like. You see, the king is God. The king is our father in heaven, right? That we've been talking about in the Lord's Prayer. Our father in heaven 
forgave us. We had a massive debt. This debt is called sin. And we could never, ever, ever hope to pay off that debt on our own strength. But yet the king who loves us pardoned us. He said, you know what? I will erase your debt. I will take it away. You don't have to worry about paying it. So because the Father in heaven has forgiven our massive debt, He expects us to forgive other people when they have debts against us. And when we hold it against them, how do you think God in heaven feels? He's looking down thinking, you're missing the point. You missed it. I have forgiven you. I have set you free from that debt. You got to do the same. You got to love others and you got to be able to forgive other people. And this is how we can live a pardoned life because we have first been pardoned. Therefore, we are now able to pardon others no matter what they've done to us. I'm not saying that what they did to us was good. I'm not saying that that should have happened or that it's okay what people did to us, that wrong they did to us. But God in heaven says, I know, I understand, but I forgave you and you also need to forgive others. So I want to live that kind of life. I want to live a pardoned life. I want to learn to walk in forgiveness. And you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not standing here saying like, I am the benchmark, guys. Look at me. I'm so perfect. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm learning this as well. I'm learning to be better at forgiving, learning to be a better husband, learning to be a better son, a better brother, a better friend. I'm still learning, guys. We all are still learning. But I think if we're committed to learning, committed to growing together, then let's keep on pardoning others because we have been pardoned. We have been forgiven. And so this is how we're going to live a debt-free life. So the last thing I want to say is that in order to live a debt-free life, in order to live a pardoned life, forgiveness is necessary. Now, I know this is something that we probably don't want to hear, but it's necessary. God in heaven is not like, it's just a suggestion. You know what? God's not thinking that forgiveness, ah, it's just an optional thing. You know what? Believe in Jesus. Enjoy the blessing. But uh, forgiveness is kind of optional, whether you feel like it or not. That's not what God says. God says, you got to do it, guys. This is a must. This is a non-negotiable. And right after the Lord's Prayer, so Jesus reads the Lord's Prayer, right after that, He goes back to the topic of forgiveness because He's like, hey guys, in case you missed it, this is really, really important. So let's read what Jesus says right after He finishes the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 14 to 15. Jesus says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Yikes, that's pretty heavy. Our Father in heaven is forgiving us based on how much we can forgive others. This is crazy. And it shows us just how important it is to God that we forgive others. He forgave us. He expects us to do the same. And in Colossians 3.13, it says this, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone, anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. 
It's a must, guys. It is a must. And the only person that suffers from not forgiving is not them, it's you. It's me. If I don't forgive, I'm the one that's getting hurt. I'm the one that's holding myself back. I'm the one that's limiting my relationships with God, with people, limiting my own future. If I'm going to hold on to debt and hold on to unforgiveness, I'm the only one that suffers. God doesn't want that. He doesn't want to see us suffer. God in heaven wants to set us free. And you might be thinking, you know what, that's easy for you to say. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know my story. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they said to me. And you're right, I don't know what they did and I'm sorry that happened to you. But God does know what happened. God does know what you went through. God does know the pain that you hold in your heart. And because He knows, that's why He wants to set you free. That's why He wants to heal you. That's why He's saying, guys, this is the answer. This is how we're going to get over this problem. This is how we're going to be set free. It's called forgiveness. It's called a pardoned life. You see, God sent Jesus to this earth to die for us, to set us free. He took our sin away and nailed it to the cross. All that debt, He nailed it to the cross. And three days later, He rose again. He's alive today and He's saying, guys, this is the way. I've taken care of your debt. Now you must also forgive those around you. And they might not deserve it, right? You might think, well, they don't deserve to be forgiven. Well, the, the truth is we don't deserve to be forgiven either. We have sin and we don't deserve to be forgiven. And yet God, because He loves us, He forgave us anyway. And that's what God is saying to us. He's saying, guys, I know it's tough. I know what you went through was, was painful, but we need to forgive anyways. And that's the way that we're going to be able to live a full life, live a pardon life. And if we are able to do this, then our future is unlimited because we are unhindered by the chains of the past, by the hurts of the past. And we can move forward in our relationships with God and people and our future can be bright and we're free. This is the power of forgiveness. So that's why we must forgive and when we don't forgive, God in heaven is not too happy with that. So guys, if you have Jesus, you have the ability to forgive. It's not an impossible task. Without Jesus, it is. But with Jesus, all things are possible. When I was two years old, uh, when I was, I was born in Thailand. And uh, when I was two years old, my parents and I moved back to Australia, as you can tell from the accent, I hope. <laughs> And uh, anyways, we moved back to Australia and I was an active little fella and uh, I like to grab things. But the problem is everything in Australia, every animal is trying to kill you. Literally, every animal has poison, is toxic, has claws, has fangs, has furry legs. I don't know. Like, every animal in Australia is like, I'm out to get you. You better watch out. <laughs> and so in Australia, we have a lot of spiders and we have venomous spiders and one of those venomous spiders is called a red back spider in the states there's something similar called a black widow spider um, but it's basically this shiny black spider with this red mark down the abdomen and it looks bad <laughs> it looks dangerous and uh when i was two years old 
I was in the park playing, and、uh, my dad saw me all of a sudden, bam, grab something. And my dad was like, hey, what was that? And I was like, haha, nothing. And my dad's like, no, no, no. What do you have in your hand? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to share this with you. And my dad's like, Monty, open your hand right now. And I was like, no, it's a game. And I ran away. I started running away from him. And so my dad's running after me, chasing me, like saying, Monty, stop. But I. But I. <laughs> and he eventually caught up to me and he grabbed my hand and he had to pry open finger by finger to see what was in my hand. And what was in my hand was a red back spider. I had grabbed a black shiny thing that I thought looked cool and it was a poisonous spider. And when he opened my hand, this massive spider jumped out of my hand and ran away. So my parents were freaking out. So they're like praying, like, Lord, let him be safe. They took me to the hospital, made sure I was safe. Thankfully, I wasn't bitten by that spider, which is a miracle in of itself. But I was, I was saved that day. And you know what? Sometimes when we're walking around in life and we're not able to forgive each other, it's like we're walking around holding. A poisonous spider in our hand. And our Father in heaven is chasing after us, saying, My son, my daughter, open your hand, because what is in your hand is poisonous. What is in your hand might even kill you. He wants us to open our hand and let it go and release that thing, that toxic, venomous thing that we've been holding onto, that we thought might be okay to hold onto, that we thought this thing can't hurt me. This is fun. This is a game. But we're holding onto something that could kill us. Our Father who loves us says, Give it to me. Open your hand and let me take that away from you. Let me take that poison out of your life. And that's what God wants to do with our unforgiveness, with our hurt, with our pain from the past. Just like my dad had to pry open my hand to get that thing out of my life, God wants to pry open your heart and get that, that splinter, that piece of glass, that whatever it is that's hurting you. God wants to take that out today. And so, right now, I'd just love to pray with you all that if there is something that's in your heart, and you know what it is. And God knows what it is. If there's something that's holding you back, something that's hurting you, something that someone did to you, something that someone said to you, I'm going to pray right now. And I want you to pray with me that we would release that to God. And it might be scary and it might be uncertain, but I can promise you that God wants to set you free. God wants to take that thing away and fill you with His love. He wants to heal you. And right now, if that's you, I want to pray with you today. So, why don't you raise your hands with me and let's pray together? Yes, God, I thank you for today. I thank you for these incredible sons and daughters that you love them so much and that you want the best for them. You want to heal them. And so I pray that whatever happened in the past, God, the pain from that will be broken in Jesus' name. I pray that in our hearts, God, that from the bottom of our heart, we would be able to say, Yes, I forgive. Yes, I will let that go. I will let that hurt go. I will let that person go. God, set me free today. Right now, God, I pray that you fill them with your love. I pray you fill them with your freedom. And I pray for all of us, God, as we go through this life, that you would help us to live the pardoned life, 
to live a life of forgiving and releasing. I pray that you would help us to have a clean heart every day. I pray that small things wouldn't build up in our hearts and that we'll be able to truly love our neighbors. God, I pray you help us in our day to day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. And lastly, I just would like to pray for anyone who hasn't received Jesus. You know you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. i got good news for you. He wants a relationship with you. And you can have that today. And we can only forgive once we have Jesus. Once we have been forgiven, then we're able to forgive. And if you're thinking that's something that you want, then let's welcome Jesus into our heart and He will forgive you. He will take your debt, your sin away, and He will fill you with His love. So on the count of three, I'm going to say now. And when I say now, I'm going to ask you to simply make that decision in your heart and God will change your life. So if you want to believe in Jesus for the first time or if you want to come back to God, are you ready? Three, two, one, now. Why don't you make that decision in your heart to receive Jesus? Come on. That is so good. I'm so glad for those of you who made that decision. Come on, church. Let's pray for them together. Yes, God, I thank you for these incredible people. I pray you come into their life right now in a powerful way. I pray that all their sin would be gone, but we wiped clean, God. The debt is gone. In Jesus' name, I pray you fill them with your love and your joy and your peace, God. And I pray that from this point on, that you would guide them towards the incredible future that you have planned for them. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you did, make sure you leave a, a comment or a like or you share and subscribe. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. So we'll see you there. Bye, guys.